Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about dealing with conflicts of interest because this can come up occasionally in your copywriting or writing business. In fact, depending on the type of client you have, depending on the type of project you specialize in, it could come up uh, quite often and you have to deal with it. Uh, let me uh, share a quick story. This actually happened today, just before the podcast. I got a call from a freelance writer who was struggling with this very issue. And I won't give you all the specific details. I'll just be general here to protect his identity. But it had something to do with him doing some PR writing work for a company and trying to get an article placed in a trade magazine on behalf of his client. And this is a very common practice for companies, especially in a specific industry where they'll try to get articles placed in the, in the industry trade magazines uh, to help promote their company, to help promote their products. But what happened is that there was a miscommunication and the editor thought that he was a magazine journalist and he had written an unbiased article when in fact he was working as a uh, PR freelancer for the cl- for a company the article actually you know quoted his client throughout the article and you can see what was happening here it was a conflict of interest and he didn't even find out about this conflict of interest until the editor uh, offered him a fee to write to to buy the article from him uh, and then he realized whoops I think the publication doesn't realize that I'm working for one of the clients who is quoted throughout this article and that you know, the company is my client. And it was a conflict of interest for him. And he dealt with it very professionally and he was very upfront about it and he got it all sorted out. But that's an example of the kind of conflict of interest you can sometimes come up against. And you need to deal with these situations uh, correctly because if you don't, you could find yourself mired in in, um, all sorts of problems that can come up. Uh, when you don't deal with a conflict of interest uh, correctly. In fact, you can end up harming your reputation, losing a client. It could really go south on you very, very quickly. So that's what I want to deal with today is how to deal with these conflict of interest. And I've identified three conflicts of interest that B2B writers and, and copywriters can sometimes be confronted with. The first one is the one that I've already related to you in the story, and that's what I call a PR conflict of interest. And here's how this happens. You know, companies all the time are trying to get their content into trade publications, into professional publications in their industry to help market their companies, help market their products and services, and they'll sometimes ask you for assistance there. And usually this isn't a problem. I mean, what... A typical scenario is a company, uh, you may ghostwrite an article for a company's CEO, and then the CEO will say, see if you can get this article placed as a column or or a story in the trade magazines, and you contact the editors, and you tell them about this great article that the CEO wrote, and and they, they may decide to run that article. Okay, that's very common practice. Another common practice is sponsored content where a company will actually put 
feature stories and articles and a publication, but it very clearly says sponsored content. So the publication readers know that uh, that content has been paid for, that a company is paid to have that content placed there. The content may be very unbiased, it may be very journalistic, but it's, it's sponsored, the company's paid for that. And again, usually that's not a problem at all. Where the problem comes in is actually two areas. Number one is when you're listed as the author. In other words, when a company uh, asks you to see if you can get some content published in, uh, in, in industry publications or a trade publication, and then your name is on that article, what will happen is that the publication may mistakenly think that you're independent, that you're not working for the client, that you're an independent writer or an independent magazine journalist, and that piece is entirely unbiased. And that isn't true because the, uh, the company has paid you to write that article. So you need to be upfront with editors. And it's a very simple solution. It simply disclose the relationship to the publication. So if you're pitching an article or a featured story on behalf of your client to trade publications or to professional publications or magazines, make sure that you present yourself as, as someone who is working for your client. Let them know, I'm working for this company. I am a freelance writer or copywriter for this company. I'm helping this company with PR work. Just disclose it. If you disclose it, you're fine. If, and if there's any misunderstanding where a publication editor thinks that you are a journalist or thinks that, you, that you're an independent writer and then the article is completely unbiased, then make sure you correct that misperception with the editor. Always be upfront because the last thing you want to do is to uh, hurt your client's reputation or hurt your reputation by having some misunderstanding where a publisher publishes a piece thinking it's unbiased when in fact you are working for the company that's quoted throughout the article, okay? So always be upfront, always disclose the relationship there. That's a PR conflict of interest. Here's another conflict of interest that's actually far more common for B2B writers and copywriters than a PR conflict of interest. And that is competitor conflicts of interest. The way this works is, is that, you know, let's say, for example, you write for UPS, in fact, for over a decade, I, I, I wrote for, for UPS, their marketing departments. Their major competitor is FedEx. So if you are a copywriter doing regular work for UPS, every month you're helping them write emails and ads and web copy and blog posts, then if you also tried to approach FedEx for work, that's a conflict of interest because FedEx is their direct competitor. Okay, they're not going to want you to write for FedEx. And if you do and UPS finds out, they'll understandably be a little bit concerned. They may contact you and say, hey, there's a conflict of interest here. You're writing for our direct competitor. and We're giving you sensitive marketing information about what we're doing. We're, we're a little concerned. And they're probably going to be more than a little concerned. <laughs> so you want to avoid those types of conflicts of interest. And the way you deal with that is very simple. You deal with it at the beginning of a new client relationship. So as soon as you land a new client, one of the first questions you should ask your new client is, who are your direct competitors? 
you know, and another way I ask this question is, who do you lose business from most often? Most companies have two or three direct competitors that they really worry about. If you're writing for a local forklift retailer, for example, then they may have another direct competitor in town that also sells forklift trucks, and they lose business to them all the time. So that other company would be a direct competitor. Now, sometimes you'll ask that question to a new client. You'll say, hey, you know, who are, who, who are your direct competitors? And they'll say, everyone in the training industry. We're a training company, and every training industry company is our competitor. So we don't want you writing for anybody else but us. <laughs> okay. Um, that's really not true. Uh, and you can't restrict yourself that way. Because the last thing you want is to help a training company write a website and then no longer be able to work for any other training company ever. I mean, you don't want that kind of restriction. But what I usually tell clients is this. I'll say, I usually say, you know, who are your main direct competitors? And most companies have maybe two or three really important really irritating <laughs> direct competitors that they worry about. And then I tell them I tell them this, I say, for as long as I'm your primary source of copywriting services, in other words, for as long as I'm actively writing for you, I won't approach those other companies for work, nor will I accept assignments from those companies. So that is, that's ethical. That, is, that avoids that conflict of interest. And I think that is fair to, to me as a copywriter, and it's a fair, fair to my clients who are understandably concerned if I work for one of their direct competitors. So I want to emphasize that. Most companies only have two or three direct competitors, competitors that they regularly lose business to, competitors that they would be very uncomfortable if you were writing for those competitors. So find out who those two or three companies are and let your client know that you know you won't be writing for them so long as you're actively working with them. You don't want a situation where you do one project for a, a company and then you can't work for their competitors forever. No, what I say is that as long as I'm your primary source of copywriting, for as long as we're working together on projects regularly, I will not write for your competitors. That's a conflict of interest. I'm a professional. I don't do that. Now, this brings up a side topic that I think is uh, worth mentioning, and that is the topic of non-compete agreements. Sometimes when you land a new client, they want you to fill out a, an agreement form, and in that agreement, they may have um, uh, uh, these different terms. Some of, some of those terms is sometimes they'll have a non-disclosure agreement, for example. They don't want you to disclose uh, important private business information or trade information, things like that. But sometimes in that agreement, they'll have what's called a non-compete agreement, which restricts you from accepting work or approaching certain companies for work. And sometimes these non-compete agreements can be pretty draconian. I've read one one time that said, if, if I take on a project from this company, then I'm not allowed to accept any work from a, a long list of other companies for five years, <laughs> okay, even if I'm no longer working for the client. So, I mean, some of these can be pretty draconian. It's perfectly acceptable for you to have a conversation with your client 
before you sign a non-compete agreement and negotiate a change in wording or negotiate taking that off completely. It's perfectly okay to talk to your client and say, listen, I'm, a, I'm in business for myself. I'm a freelance copywriter. Uh, I can't restrict myself to that degree. I'm happy to sign something that says I will not work for your direct competitors for as long as I'm working with you as, and for as, for as long as you're an active client. But that is far as I can go. And most clients are fair and reasonable, and they'll say, yeah, that sounds fine. That sounds reasonable. I've never once had a client who balked at that, said, no, 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 you gotta, you got to sign our non-compete agreement as it's worded. Usually you can make some changes to it so it's fair for you and fair for your client. And that's really a rule of thumb when it comes to these things is that if it feels unfair to you, then don't sign it because it probably is unfair for you. Instead, have that conversation with your client and get the wording changed. So that's non-compete agreements. Now let's move on to the third type of conflict of interest, and that's what I call the indirect client conflict of interest. And that is when you're working for a marketing agency or a design firm or uh, some other company that has clients that you're going to be writing for. So you're going to be writing for their clients. Okay, and let me set this up. Let me give you a scenario. This has actually happened to me a few times during my career. Let's say that a design firm calls you in and says, you know, we're, we're designing a website for our client, Acme Industries. And we're working on the Acme Industries website. We need to bring in a copywriter to help us write it. So you're writing the copy and, and you're working on the Acme Industries website. And then after the project is over, Acme Industries contacts you and says, hey, uh, we'd like you to write for us. Okay, that's a conflict of interest because you got that client through that design firm. That's the design firm's client. And they're going to feel a little put out if you do an in-run around them and, and work with their client directly. It's unethical. It's unfair. I'm not sh even sure if the term conflict of interest is the exact term to describe this, but it's in the same category. It's unethical. Okay, so in that situation, what do you do? You simply go to your client, your original client, the design firm, and say, hey, Acme Industries has contacted me uh, to write for them directly. But they're your client, and I worked for them initially through you. So let's have a discussion about how we can make this work. And sometimes the design firm will say, well, maybe we can negotiate a referral fee. Or sometimes the design firm will say, no, we want you to do that work through us. We'll talk to the client and we'll make a deal and you can work through us. Or sometimes the design firm will say, oh, that's fine, that's okay, we're a design firm. We don't do copywriting, uh, you handle that, that's fine, you can work with them directly. But you want to have that conversation with the design firm or marketing agency or ad agency or whoever it is that you are working through because that's only ethical. If you don't, then you're in a very awkward situation where, again, you could end up uh, hurting your reputation. You could end up losing the design firm as, as a client. There really is very little upside for you if you try to scheme your way through this. It's much better to be upfront and clear with everyone and go to that design firm or agency and say, hey, this is what's happened. 
and uh, let's talk about how we can make this work because I want to write for Acme Industries. So how can we make this work? And usually you can work something out. So that is, that is the three types of conflict of interest that you can come up against. Uh, and I, there may be others that I haven't thought of, but these are the most common. Uh, PR conflicts of interest, competitor conflicts of interest, and indirect client conflicts of interest. And really the best way overall to deal with these situations is to simply be honest. Simply disclose what's going on to your client and to whatever other company that you're dealing with. Because if you're, if you're honest, the worst that can happen is that you lose a gig. You lose an opportunity, a writing gig, but you still have your reputation intact. And that's way more important, okay? So when it comes to these conflicts of interest, I know they're awkward. I know they're difficult to deal with, but you do got to deal with them. Just be straightforward, honest, disclose everything, and in most cases, you'll be just fine. So that's it for this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And if you'd like to listen to past episodes, and there are over 100 past episodes, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just do a search for B2B Writing Success. Or you can go directly to the website at www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can find all the past episodes right there. So I'm Steve Slomwait. Until next week. Have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.